Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and with me today we got... Derek Heideman. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I was so close to saying Kyle McIntyre. (laughs) (laughs) We got Derek from the Tone Control Podcast. That's right. How's it going? It's going good. I'm Uh, really excited to do this, actually. I'm like, I've been looking forward to it all day. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me. I had to pull in some favors. Maybe this week, maybe next until Kyle gets settled, because just today he uh, landed in Austin. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he was really, like really even ready, uh, you know, to podcast. Let alone, you know, do. Yeah, I saw <laughs> he posted a couple hours ago, like I made it, and I was just thinking, like, there's no way I, if I was making that drive, I would not be like digging out my computer and mics and like getting all set. I've got a podcast tonight. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like his computer and everything. Yeah. But we have like the other different ways of doing things. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, thanks, Derek, for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me. But uh, how you been? I guess people are maybe unfamiliar. You've been on the show a couple times. Yeah. And so you have uh, you and De- uh, Justin were on maybe about fucking a yeah, couple years a ago. A while we did- ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do a podcast called The Tone Control. And this year is our eighth year. We're going to turn eight in the fall, which is like insane to think about. But um, I know Um, Justin and I used to play in a band together and Mm -hmm. we always used to talk about gear and and kind of shoot the breeze about guitar stuff. And then we always joked about starting a podcast. Um, And then he like moved away. Big life changes, got married, work stuff changed. And he moved to Cincinnati from Mm -hmm. out here in New Hampshire so we're like, well, maybe now is as good a time as any to actually start this podcast. And, and it, you know, it helps us stay in touch. Um, and since the band that we were in had to stop because we all moved away, yeah. it was like the perfect excuse. So we've been doing that for uh, since like 2013. And Damn. Did, yeah. did you guys think you'd be keeping it going this long? Eight years. That's it. Um, <laughs> I think we're at three. I don't, I don't know if we thought how long it would last, I guess. Um uh-huh. We, we never set out like, oh, we're going to do a hundred episodes or we're going to do this for a year. And then, you know, we don't, it's not seasonal. So yeah. it's like, we just talk about the new gear and mm-hmm. pedals and like whatever's coming out and kind of cool to talk about with guitar stuff. So, th- which there is an endless supply of. Yeah. New stuff uh, comes out all the time. All the time. So there's like no shortage of things to talk about. So um, in the last like six months though, I'm kind of like, Wow, it's been a long time. Like, it's finally landing with me about how long it's been. Um, Mm -hmm. Not in any sort of, I want to call it quits kind of sense, but it's like, oh, shoot. Like, this is... This is the real deal now. Like it's been long enough that it's just yeah. dawning on me. So you're like, oh, this is a thing that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And within the last like, uh, gosh, like year and a half, maybe mm-hmm. we started, like we changed podcast platforms and we also introduced a Patreon and a discord server. And so that like made it super clear how, how many people like gave a crap yeah. <laughs> about the podcast, which is always sort of hard to, uh, to, to get a read on, I guess, if you don't have any mm-hmm. analytics or anything. So, but we're doing that now and it's, it's great. The Definitely have more of like a sense of like community and yeah. like listenership, I guess is one word, but it's just like interacting. Like it's easier. Cause I know, uh, when I first started listening to you guys, you had a page, like a Facebook page, mm-hmm. not a group or anything. Yep. And yep. so you can comment on something and be like, okay, here's one random comment. There's no other comments. There's like, no other Facebook people, pages. Yeah. Facebook pages are, I don't know. Pages are tough, but like groups are tough in a different way. And like, I try to, I don't spend a ton of time on Facebook and I try to limit 
that kind of time in the first place. I, we didn't really want to go with that kind of platform. Yeah. So we were just sort of like our, the podcast itself was the platform and people could reach out to us if they wanted to and over email yeah. or social media and other ways and stuff. And we were happy to communicate, but it was all very isolated, like mm-hmm. DMS with this person or an email with that person. And it was yeah. like, great. We have two listeners. Cool. <laughs> here, here they are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I definitely, uh, I think I was like reaching out to you guys when I first like was like, Oh, we were doing our show. I'm like, we should reach out to those guys. I'm like, I've no, never no contact between no, like, per, like we weren't in the same groups or anything. Yeah. I know sometimes guitar podcasts, it's like, they kind of go, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm in this group, this group. You I interact with that person. Same names. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just reach out. I think over email or some shit. But right. Yeah. It was um, like, just a shot in the dark, like, <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, yeah, right. We met and got to know each other via podcasting, which is super mm-hmm. cool. And then, uh, yeah. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, listener with the tone control, they, yeah, it's like a, what, a bi-weekly show mm-hmm. and you guys, you know, touch, you have topics, but you also kind of do the news. So it's a little different than our show. So if you're, you know, a fan of the tone jerks, you can also listen to the tone control and get two completely different guitar experiences. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is really nice honestly because there's a million guitar shows now um and there's Mm -hmm. a a lot of times people end up talking about the same stuff which is bound to happen with like big product releases and stuff but i I like that like our show like we've got a format that works for us and we're not really going to deviate too much because you know it's hard to slow down a machine like that after seven or eight years (laughs) yeah you're you're in the groove you're in it Yeah, yeah but like i i think there's a huge overlap between like fans of those shows, especially ours and yours, because, you know, I listen to the tone jerks and it's a different experience than my own show. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I get different things from it. So yeah, I think, you know, for fans of kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's a little you know, introduction if it's cause it's been a while, mm-hmm. but, uh, Derek, what is new in your world? What's shaken? What is grooving? What is good? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this and I didn't prepare anything. Be like, oh shit! You spit out your drink. Oh, what? God, no. What? I'm trying to think what's new. The newest thing, like guitar worldwide, I just did like another streamlining of my pedal board, mm. and um, now I've got a bunch of extra room on my pedal board, and the amount of free space bothers me unfortunately <laughs> like there's big gaps like i could fit oh, a pedal in there <laughs> you had it so tight before yeah like, i'm using all the space now you're yeah. like oh shit i have a pedal train novo 24 which is like a pretty medium sized pedal board um but i also i run an hx stomp on it with traditional pedals and with all the recent updates and stuff a bunch of my pedals kind of became redundant Mm-hmm. Uh, with stomp and i was like uh you know i'm not really gigging that much right now because of the pandemic and all that so i was like i'm just gonna experiment and take this are you off. guys uh open for gigs because i know i don't think i think in california uh, like people are saying yeah people are saying like uh maybe june is kind of what yeah. people are planning on so summer you know there's some like outdoor stuff happening around here but like it was literally 35 degrees today so it's not really yeah. like a good <laughs> outdoor gig season yet but <laughs> yeah and then for us it's like oh you can i know some people do outdoor gigs but i'm like nobody wants an outdoor like you know gig in front of like a restaurant of punk rock exactly like, exactly nah, that ain't gonna happen cheap yeah <laughs> so like while, while while the bands are kind of indoors you know staying home for a while um yeah it's the time to experiment with gear so i've got a handful of pedals now running with hx stomp in the effects loop of that which is mm-hmm. really fun but I also look at my board and it's like 
man, it's like a tumbleweed is rolling through here. There's like, no, there's so much oh. extra room. <laughs> what, what, what got the boot? What got replaced from the, from the uh, well, it's not, I didn't really replace anything. Like I still have all the gear and it's just moved to a different pedal board, but I took off. Um, or didn't, yeah. What stuff didn't I make the cut? I yeah. I took off the phase 90 because the helix phase phasers are indistinguishable from the real ones. Yeah. Uh, I took off my old blood noise endeavors, procession reverb because Again, the reverbs in Helix are now absolutely wild. What kind of reverb is that? Is that a the procession? It's like yeah. um, it's a really big like cavernous hall type reverb, but it's got okay. effects in the trails of the reverb. Yeah, okay. Um, they always it, do some weird shit over yeah, there. Yeah, it's got like phaser, flanger, or trim, and I usually left it on trim because it just had this like extra kind of you know motion to it that wasn't really distracting. A little warble, yeah. Yeah, um, and I took off the Copper Sound Loma Prieta just for now. That that's a trem pedal Oof. that, like, <laughs> yeah. So like the I'm probably gonna end up putting that back on because although Helix has a bunch of trem effects, like it's kind of one of those things that you know individual units are still doing things a little bit differently than than the modelers. So that might end up back on there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's the deal for now. So right on the board now is an HX stomp where my guitar goes in and out of to a PA or to an amp. And um, in the effects loop of Stomp is a volume pedal, uh, a Mythos Mjolnir, a Walrus Audio Ages, and a mm-hmm. Walrus Audio Juliana, and a Strymon Timeline. And that's kind of it. And then everything else... In the else, effects loop? You have your dirt in your effects loop? I have it in the effects loop of the Stomp, not of the amp in the Stomp. So like, Got, oh, because you can place it. Got yeah. It. Okay. So I'm placing okay. the effects loop as a block. Um, yeah. So I can run it into. I play an AC30, so I can run it into the AC30 and not do any amp modeling on Helix. Mm-hmm. Um, or I can go front of house and model an amp and cab if I want. So, if you were to look at the signal flow on Helix, it would be like, you know, input stage and then the phaser because I like my phase before my drive pedals. Yeah. And then the As effects would, loop, yeah. yeah. And then the effects loop block, which is the rest of the pedal board in sequential order, like in signal flow order. Okay. And then amp, cab, reverb, and like a like compressor at the end. Yeah, that, it's I sweet. Mean, the timeline's a hell of a delay too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like my band plays to a click and stuff, and we've got like you know um, syncopated uh, and subdivided delays a lot. So having the BPMs saved in there is really helpful. Yeah. And um, you find like uh, you're using, I mean, delay a lot on every song. That's why you kind of stepped it up to get a timeline or? Pretty much, yeah. Um, So I always think of like, of those ones, the least common one is the Mobius for sure. I think so. I mean. I wonder if it, does it suck? No, it doesn't. Or is it just like. It's super powerful. It's just, it's that whole thing of like, how many, how many presets do you need? And it's not, yeah. it's not like I need a hundred different tape delay sounds. It's that I need tape delay sounds at a hundred different tempos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like not doing tap tempo with that because it's too unreliable. So if mm-hmm. our drummer is playing to a metronome, well, guess what? I can just dial my pedal to be exactly the same BPM and yeah. I don't, we don't have to worry about it at all. So mm-hmm. it's like I end up tweaking custom sounds over, you know, as we work on material and stuff, but... I just, I really like the Strymon sounds for delay. Um, I had it before I had the Helix stuff, so I'm just like more used to it in that realm. But um, yeah, it's really, it's good. It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, for the Helix, have you, 
Are you guys uh, doing band practice again? Because or are you guys um, got no. any shows coming up? Or we don't have um, we don't have practice practice. We have um, you know a couple of us, two three of us, will get together and kind of work on songs in the basement and just sort yeah, of like, go direct into an interface, like, like songwriting or yeah yeah yeah. Because you guys released uh, an EP, your EP that you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that you were on, because it was an existing band. Right. Yeah, so talked about. The, the band is called yeah. Delaney. And um, they had. Oh, yeah, I totally it. skipped over that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I'm so talking like, I... we're like, oh, yeah, I forgot we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and then also, I'm like, I should, I, you know, I don't, we never have, like, I don't, but if we have guests, I'm like, they're just kind of like, oh, we're hanging out and doing mm-hmm. the show. I'm not like interviewing. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what about your band? I'm like, people are like, what band? I'm like, <laughs> which one? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Give us a fucking, like, give us a name. Some, yeah. Give us something we can use. Uh, yeah, the band is called Delaney, and mm-hmm. Delaney is from Manchester, New Hampshire, where I live. So um, we, yeah, so the, the guys had a, an EP together and released before I joined. Then their guitarist uh, left. He just decided to call it quits. He had other things going on, um, and they were looking for a new guy, and I am that guy. So like- what's funny is the drummer <laughs> and I went to college together didn't know that till like we met like uh, until i was like oh kurt's in the band i know kurt <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> and then our bass player andy uh played bass in some other bands many years ago that played a ton of shows with me and justin's old band and like so oh that's right so it's it like pretty close. I, yeah and honestly matt the the singer guitarist and piano player um it's a miracle i didn't know him before because we would know all the same people so yeah <laughs> you're probably they're probably like oh thank god fuck that other guy get him out of here <laughs> <laughs> well it was nice because like i was like nervous i hadn't been in a band in a long time at mm-hmm. that point but um this was like 2018 and so but like knowing half the guys already was just like made it so much easier no that's rad yeah, yeah. for sure um but yeah we put an ep out last summer Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded it right before the pandemic hit, which was insane, but, um, Oh, okay. So you released it in I, like my timeline is all fucking off. Yeah. Remember where we recorded one, like, uh, the bonus, like, uh, you know, like quarantine episodes that I was doing mm-hmm. like uh, towards the beginning of it. I'm like, I'm just trying to like touch base. I'm like, when we last talked, that was just you but, and me though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I guess that is just now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So we recorded that in like January, February, 2020. Um, okay yeah so right before yeah right before it all shut down so then you know mixing mastering promoting like through the spring and then we put it out over the summer um it's called a small remaining quantity of something it's up on all the streamables so go find it um oh yeah yeah give it a spin i'll I'll, I'll link it in the the description that nobody reads cool thanks (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh check it out i'm like oh where can i find it like it's in the fucking description it's in the show notes yeah i know um (laughs) but it was fun i love recording i love you know, tracking and, and doing all the takes and like, no, I can do it better. I can do it better. And like, yeah, that's just my, my favorite thing. Finding tones, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. And then you guys are, you know, getting back into like kind of writing mode and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. sure as summer, maybe fall hits or whatever. We, do, we actually do. A little bit. We do have a show on the books in August. And Oh, there you go. Yeah. We you haven't really it. put it out there yet because it's still like, well, we'll see. But it's shake off the dust, shake feeling, off the rust. It's feeling good. It's mm. outdoors. It's going to be like this big. Uh, not big but maybe i don't know but it's this outdoor thing up in concord and nice. uh it's like it's like n- not a festival but it's like a weekend event for this for the city of concord the capital so like um that that'll be the if nothing happens before that which i wouldn't be surprised if there is nothing before that mm-hmm. that'll be the first gig in like 18 months or something so yeah it's damn. weird like because we had we had this plan like we're gonna gig all spring and summer and then take 
like the late fall and the winter off. And like, that's where we're going to record and, and write music and sort of bring it yeah. in. Cause you know, new England winters are terrible and it sucks and to gig in the snow. So like, yeah, 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 we'll take off the winters. We'll just, you know, bring it all in. And then that's what we were doing. And then the pandemic hit and we basically never got out from under our rock. <laughs> You're like, ah, you know what? Cause it is easy to not play and it not is, like yeah. get back onto things. Uh, you know, playing isn't a thing anymore, but it was easy for Kyle and I like to be like, oh yeah, okay, we don't got shows, so we ain't got to practice. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Even though we're playing, you know, still, it. I think one of the reasons why, uh, like I do enjoy like just in case because it was it it is and was so different than playing because of Brian, our drummer, mm-hmm. was very like regimented. It's like uh, every Monday, practice. yeah, eleven a.m. every Monday. That's, if it diff- if it differs, yeah. you let us know. <laughs> I like that a lot, and like our practice was six p.m. Tuesdays, and yeah. that's sort of how it was forever. And, and it's nice because like we can just rely on it because we have lives, you know, we're like adults yeah, yeah. with jobs and stuff. So, so it, playing around that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it helps to know it's always the same time. Yeah, like ah oh, shit, I can watch uh, Frasier another time. <laughs> 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 so, but no, it, it's it's cool. So it's definitely like it, just like even just kicking the ass just to keep playing. I'm like, okay, I like that. So yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm you know stoked to have uh, just in case going, and we're practicing even though we kind of have some tentative shows on the books, and they're like outdoors and stuff like that mm-hmm. for summer. But we're also just like. They're, you know, writing and, you know, getting planning, you know, ready to record. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to have these tight. We need to get these right. Da-da-da-da-da. There's, you know, things that we're, you know, rewriting, relearning, da-da-da. We, like, throw the laptop and focus right and we record practice. I'm like, oh, okay, we got these ideas. And we can hear it kind of change. It's cool. Yeah. But that's kind of what we're kinda... doing, except, like, we're just doing it, like, program drums. We're doing it, like, straight into the computer writing directly through monitors, you know. Hell yeah. Um, but so it's, it's working out. Like we have some cool stuff. I'm really happy with what we have so far, but it's like, it feels so weird to shake off the dust of even like writing music. Cause like the pandemic has been just so shitty for like even staying motivated with music. So it's, it's a weird feeling, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah no, I, I can hear that for sure. But I mean, you had mentioned the HX stomp and stuff like that and wanting to use that as like your like amp replacement. Have you yeah, done that yet? I have played a couple shows like with, it. with it doing the full thing. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was just like a night of like stupid covers. So I didn't want to bring the whole rig. Yeah. Um, and like I have thrown out my back from the, hauling the Vox around and I'm tired of doing that. So yeah. um now, when we're tracking and doing demos and stuff, I'm using the Helix or the HX Stomp just straight in. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going like, line in to the interface, and it sounds incredible. Yeah, and it, it's, I mean, those... it's so consistent, which is great, because like, we can work on stuff at Matt's house, and then later in the week, I can come here and load up the Logic session at my house and continue on it, and everything's the same. Yeah, that's right. Like, they just yeah, plug can... it and turn it on, and the tones are exactly the same. It's, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, I mean the next gig that you have coming up, are you going to try and just go straight? Like I'm thinking or, about like it. a hybrid rig where you're using the amp and the HX stomp, or you just could be like, I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm thinking about going, cause I have the full size helix as well. And I have, um, an FRFR cab, the head rush cab. Yeah. And I'm thinking about bringing all that, uh, and, just, and doing I mean, some kind of like mate, cause the FRFR has a line out on the back or an XLR yeah. out. So I can use it as my own stage monitor and then still send front of house. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. So be, I would I would say go with that. Like 
I'm sure the hell I don't even know what you have, but I'm sure it's lighter than the AC30. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, and like my yeah. AC30 is in a flight case too, so it's which is great. I love that. I love how it sounds. I love how it feels and plays and stuff. But at some but point, I, but it's I ain't like, going on any flights, baby. Well, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it's that whole thing of like, well, it would probably survive a fall out of the back of a truck. Yeah, yeah. Know, versus, or like if I fumble it getting off the sidewalk or something like that, which does happen. Um, yeah, and then kind of rolling stuff and kind of using it as a cart. It's cool. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I mean, I I had one for my AC30, but it was like it, it, at a certain point, like when we had a road road case for Kyle's 410 cab, mm-hmm. and they were very cool, and it was fucking rad to roll into venues when we were on tour with that shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no. At a certain point, I'm like this takes up so much fucking space, and and it's <laughs> so much extra weight. Like they're really convenient for moving the gear. But it adds like, you know, 20% of the weight of the amp right back yeah. to it. So like the, I love the AC30 It mine currently needs some work, um, mm-hmm. but, and I'm probably not going to get rid of it maybe ever, but it's, it's just like increasingly less practical. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm like, you're like, I'm probably not going to use this thing. Well, yeah. like, let's be real. Right. We play shows that are like 30 minutes at worst. Right. And like up, yeah. up to an hour. So is it worth me? you know, hauling this thing around in my car and like, like yeah. lifting it into the back of my car and out of the back of my car, or the, the rolling it in and out of the venue stairs, people in the way, super annoying. Yeah. For, you... for 35, 40 <laughs> minutes and like 20 bucks. No way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next as far as a project, but I'm kind of like thinking that I'm like, oh man, I might be able to get away with, I have an AD15, the orange, yeah. like it's a one by 12. I'm like, I'm thinking I can fucking get away with just that if I did yeah, use man. only an amp. or Because um, like anywhere you go is going to mic you up anyway. Or if I didn't, I wonder if that could get over drums. Like you feel like there's like bars that are like maybe like 70 capacity yeah. that are sick, like the punk rock kind of bars. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just like, here's a practice PA, fucking figure it out anyways. <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah i'm just the door guy i there's no sound guy yeah. figure it out yeah and then i'm like all right i wonder if like 15 watts is enough i'm still like debating i haven't like done it since like a band practice right and the room can really play into that so much at that and i did size. have it like raised up on top of a 412 didn't mm-hmm. use the 412 i just used that and it worked out but i'm we, like it maybe ear level helped out i don't know probably yeah we um, played this show once where they didn't have mics for the guitar cabs. And like we were playing with a band that had two 412s and Kempers and they were fucking great. Like they, they sound amazing. They're huge. They're wicked loud. And I was up there with my little, my AC 30 looked like a little practice amp <laughs> on stage. Yeah. And it was like, all right, buddy, like let's juice it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You're like wide open. Wide open. And like I run my AC30 jumped too. So yeah, yeah. it's it both inputs uh you know running pretty hot. Like my clean tone is not that clean if we're being honest. Um Yeah, yeah. And then with the master volume it was like this amp is cooking and it it sounds yeah. so good. I like that's the thing. Big amp, like even not even a big amp, but AC30 wicked loud oh my god <laughs> do you have a uh, blues or greenbacks in there? greenbacks yeah okay um I, I got it used um years ago ac30 with a flight case for like 700 bucks i couldn't believe it oh shit yeah, yeah it was a great deal um 
and just i never really looked further into it i've retubed it once um but right now it needs like the spring tank is like disconnected i think a wire broke this has happened to like every amp that i've ever owned the, the yeah. reverb tank breaks but yeah that's the kind of thing like helix doesn't wear and tear when i throw it in the car you know well you know sometimes it'll just wear and tear if it just sits on your fucking desk <laughs> i mean i've seen people talking about like the foot switches wearing out no i'm just uh, like you're throwing shade yeah because i'm because well, my setup it's so far since it came back the third time right, my right. my hx stomp is it's going gold it's good, green good it hasn't hasn't caught on fire like the fucking uh wireless pack oh, God, I know. like <laughs> i feel so bad about that i, I have a really a, a dream for helix 2 if that ever becomes a thing is to include some kind of wireless pack like that but well, you know, <laughs> maybe if it, unless it catches on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, my whole thing and I, we've gone back and forth about like how like I was like, oh, my line six stomp is fucking up. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this fucking piece of shit. I was I was hot. I mean, I was hot. The thing got me hot. Um, cool down now. I like the new update. It's cool. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it because I got it right next to my salt rock lamp. It looks sick. It's you got the whole. Good. Yeah. The whole battle station set up. Yeah, yeah, that that's the move, man. The, the R battle stations. I gotta take a photo and see if it works. I, um, when three point one came out, I like like in the movies, I just like wiped everything off my desk, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like slammed the helix down in front of my keyboard, like in place of my keyboard. I was like, plug it in. Three point one is here. <laughs> I think it was like you and RJ. Like it was a simultaneous yeah. like messaging, bro. <laughs> it's out. It's rocker verb in here. What's so, well, yeah. it's, they don't announce like it's coming on this date. They're just like, here you go. It's here have fun mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's a new um dirty channel from a rocker for uh, 100 watt mark three yeah and it's great it sounds so good i'm super mm-hmm. into it <laughs> yeah it, it, it's cool it's definitely like I'm, I'm not so much of a uh fractal versus helix thing I, I do like my fractal sounds a little bit more than the helix but they're not much different you know they're not and we talked about this last time where 100%. like it's kind of like doesn't really matter what you use anymore but it's I just like, like what you knowing, feel comfortable I, with and yeah i like knowing both i wish oh, i was yeah. like like fucking like ret shell or like rabia where i can just have everything mm-hmm. well like, <laughs> and be able to speak all the languages well, i think but, also know. like you probably like fractal more at least right now because you are so experienced with it and like mm-hmm. if you if it doesn't sound how you want you know exactly how to get it to sound how you want yeah and like learning a new platform like i don't know shit about fractal i've never even seen one in real life so like yeah and i live like 45 minutes from where they're made but like I've never been there, I've never seen them. So I know they're amazing, yeah. but I wouldn't know how to turn the the thing on. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and all these things. I don't know. There's so many good ways of getting sounds, and you know, um, all the and people ask me, I'm like, what do you think about the Helix? I'm like, it's great when it works. And I'm like, buy the fucking thing new, so you have the two year warranty. That's I, my I, best um, advice. Yeah, I got the Stomp new. I got the Helix used for like the guy was giving it away. It was amazing. Was it like a thing where the guy got it? I'm like, I can't figure this thing out. No, I don't think so. Amp cable, Les Paul straight to Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Guitar cable amp. No, it was, um, it came with a bunch of IRs on it and it came with a bunch of this dude's presets. So. Oh, damn. Yeah. I like, what's funny is like, you can just plug it in and pull the IRs off. And so I I downloaded it. Like I made a backup and then factory reset it and put all my stuff on it. So now I've got basically two helixes worth of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you were hitting me up about like questioning about IRs. Have mm-hmm. you uh, dived more into that? Like, yeah. I, to um, me, I, I love the shit out of IRs cause they're just easy. You just dump it on there. It sounds great. They do sound great. Um, yeah. I, so the thing about IRs that I'm still like not 
really familiar with is like what makes one IR better than another in the objective sense, other than like, well, I just like this one more. I get that. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know like what is a good quality IR versus mm-hmm. a bad quality IR. I cannot tell the difference sometimes, or I, I don't know what to look for. But um, yeah, I have amassed a, a small collection at this point. And yeah. I am basically always satisfied with using them. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I, I'll, I'll kind of mess around with a few. It's like, maybe I want this one. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's that other one. And then I like, oh, if it sounds good, my saying is if it sounds good, it is good. hundred percent. Yeah. So there's some that know. really do just stand out. I mean, you get like, to me, I'm like, well, does that really sound like an oversized Mesa? I don't know. Fuck it. Well, yeah, throw, okay, like, well, let me fucking... just go get my oversized Mesa and bring it into you my can't... bedroom to find out. Come on. <laughs> and then I'm hearing that, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. And then I'm like, I throw on the AC30, but that sounds like a fucking AC30 cab. I'm like, okay, this guy is doing, uh, like, ML Sound Labs, mm-hmm. one of my favorite. ML Sound Labs. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> ML Sound Labs, like, makes some of my favorites. I'm like, I, so I consistently just buy those, and I'm like, this sounds great. I don't know. A new Another one comes out, which I never need. I'm like, who's got a sale for like 30% off? I should just buy them. I'm like, it's just, you're buying just like It's more tools and, and, and like, <laughs> right. It's more tools in your, your proverbial toolkit, you know? Yeah. Um, Rick Beato has said on multiple occasions, having multiple speaker cabs is just as, if not more important than having multiple amps. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know, like just messing around with the cab settings and at least in fractal and helix and all this other stuff also messing with the mics mm-hmm. like it is a variable that so many people don't consider i think because like when we play shows matt our other guitarist plays a head and cab so if there is a guy on the bill that is bringing a cab everybody uses it and they just bring their heads it's so much easier yeah so like it's some martial cab or some orange cab and it's like whatever as long as it gets loud for the stage that's all we care about Mm -hmm. but like that that's not something you can really do like most people would have one cab and then maybe buy a few heads yeah for their own collection or something but now it's like totally totally like yeah now i I, I can run a a mesa boogie whatever into a thousand different cab options and they're all going to be different Hell yeah. No, it, it, it is, I don't know, the digital world. I think we're both like uh, sold on it. People are like listening like, shut the fuck up about these things. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, but yeah. I, I guess we're still on the what's new. You got, any, oh, Jesus you got anything Christ. else? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's how the show is going to be. Yeah. Uh, what else is new? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, we're doing we're doing podcast pedal demo live streams these days over on YouTube. Mm-hmm. so those, you're kind of launching yeah your guys is uh, yeah, tone control youtube yeah so we're trying to do that we we do the podcast in discord uh and if you're a patreon supporter you get access to the recording channel which you can like listen to us record every you know on recording night you can like you tune to listen in to live. It live yeah yeah and there's a chat and stuff and like we interact with the people in the chat which, it's super super fun um so what we started doing was like with OBS, which is like, you know, broadcast streaming software mm-hmm. that's free and crazy powerful. Um, that communicates with Discord and all of your audio stuff and all, all this and that. So now we're basically broadcasting out of Discord and recording it and then publishing that to YouTube. So now we've got the podcast on Podcatchers as well as on YouTube, which it wasn't before. So there's uh, uh, like face, video element of yeah the there's, there's yeah. face cams and there's like a screen capture so when we're talking about gear like we can pull up the website and people can see mm-hmm. that and it's it's we've only done one episode with that so far but it's it's neat and um 
I'm also doing live streams every couple weekends on uh, on YouTube doing the Pedal Genie segment demos. So like when Pedal Genie sends they're our sponsor for the show. So they send us gear um, to demo. I have to demo it for the podcast anyway. I was like, why don't we just turn on a camera and do it live? So, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like you figuring out the pedal and how to use it. Yeah. Because you guys demo it in like a song context. Right. And you talk about it, you know, right. on the show. And so this is like the live stream is you figuring out the pedal and like how to write a song about it. And so it's really cool for like people who aren't songwriters. I'm like, how does someone use gear? And not just like, mm-hmm. this is the way you do it. It's like, this is how I do it. It's well, pretty cool. It's, it's not even like, well, here's an E chord, you know, because <laughs> then like so many demos could just be random chords or scales. Yeah. But we like to include drums and sometimes bass and layered guitar stuff and, you know, proper mixing and, and all that. So kind of like a real world context of like, yeah. okay, musically, how would you use this fucking thing? Right, right. And so we they're usually under a minute and it's just a quick like show off what this thing can do. And it's usually a couple of different tones, like a rhythm tone and a lead tone. If it's like a drive thing or try to just like highlight what's inside the box. I got, um, I have one here came today, the Beatronics Octahive. Okay, nice. So we're going live with that on May 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Which I think is on 10 a.m. Their... your time on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, on their YouTube channel. I'll link it in the you know description and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's a lot of fun. What's new with you, Brian? <laughs> oh, there you go. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Sorry so, for talking your ear off for 33 minutes. Jesus. No, no, fucking. It's, it's all good. As we... You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, uh, obviously, Kyle's not here, but, uh, you know, the news, he made it to Austin uh, and uh, barely by the, by the sound of it. Oh, really? <laughs> we were oh. texting. <laughs> the, the, the Vic. The <sighs> Vic made it. It, it. it made it to Austin, but, man, that was a... Uh, How long a drive? Uh, it was like, what, 1,500 miles? Oof. But he kind of went out of his way. We're going to save his story okay, for the, okay. when, he, when, yeah. when he's on. But it's like, <laughs> he has some car issues. Let me just put it there. Oh my God. I think we talked about it like on a previous episode. He was having issues even before he left. So, <laughs> and guy. then I'm like, Jesus, dude. I'm like, why? Okay. <laughs> he's like, it'll be cool. And I'm like, oh my God. I think he was like, anyway, we'll save it for his. But I even had car issues this week. Oh, no. And that's like, I, that's the fucking worst. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I, I like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I know nothing about cars. I don't either. Huh? Um, I got a new car like two years ago, a um, year and a half ago. And I only <laughs> got it because my old car was like, I've just kind of had enough of you. <laughs> just gave up the ghost. <laughs> well, it was perfectly fine. It was just like, uh, you know, it probably needs like 1500 bucks of solid real world maintenance that I was just really not that into. Into <laughs> like uh, yeah, pouring it into something that you're not really that stoked on. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I I can get it. I got uh my my truck. It's uh, not. It's it's oh four, so it's a uh, it's an old one. It's getting there. It's yeah, F one fifty. So you know, Ford. It's your basic bro kind of truck. Um, it's fine. It was like, but it was like I had just got new tires for it. So that's like a Dude, for trucks. It's so like expensive. For trucks, it was like not even the most expensive one. It was kind of like lower to middle grade. It's six hundred goddamn dollars. I hate that. Like, I just had a little hatchback and I needed new tires at some point, and I'm like, "Excuse me, it's how much?" <laughs> a pardon me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, that meme: the direct deposit hits fourteen hundred dollars yep, for the yep. stimulus, and it's like, and check engine light comes on. I'm like, motherfucker. Yep. Yep. You pee. <laughs> but anyway, so I got just got new tires like maybe like a week or so ago, and I'm like, ah. Uh, 
yeah, th- whatever, fine. I know I needed them because they were like they were like bald. It was like George Costanza, <laughs> you know. And I was like, okay, fine. <sighs> I definitely need them. And then this past like week or like about a week, I was like this loud like. I'm like, oh my, it was loud as fuck. Like I pulled up to Kyle's house and he's like, what the fuck was that? Was that your truck? And I'm like, you were inside the house and you could hear it from the street. I'm like that, ah oh man. And so I like took it in and I'm like, I'm, but before I took it in, they're like, oh, it's kind of busy. Can you take it in after the weekend? I'm like, okay. The whole weekend I was like thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, is I'm Googling. I already have stuff up for sale as like, you know, amps and stuff like that from like, you know, gigging that I'm not going to do, that I'm going to sell. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, you know, band's done, so I sell some of the amps. I don't need, like, eight of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, that will cover it if it's really bad. And then I'm, like, Googling. And then it's just like, uh, it's it's like a going WebMD. Oh, right. Like, like it's it. It's the big one. I'm like, oh, I stubbed yeah. my toe. I'm like, this is it. You have toe cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, co- I'm coming for you. Um, yeah. This is it. It's, it's my time. You're going to die t- yesterday. And I'm like, oh, so I Google, like, ticking sound, F-150. I'm like... Yeah, it could be a CV. Um, what the fuck was it? It's like a like CV joint, and I'm like, oh my god, constant I don't know what the hell that joint, is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm like, cost for that repair could be like seven to nine hundred dollars, <sighs> or if you do it yourself, five hundred bucks for the part. I'm like, oh. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, and then you got to learn how to do it yourself. There's a certain amount <laughs> of like, leave it to and the then professionals. It's like, ex- exactly, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh, it could be one, or you might need to replace both i'm like holy shit this quickly turned into two thousand dollars worth of like for this hunk of shit that i have yeah and then yeah. i'm like oh da, da, da. i'm looking up again da, da, da. and then my dad's a car guy so i talked to him about it. he's like oh it could be transmission i'm like trans no <laughs> <laughs> the thing about like, oh. stuff like new tires and things like that like it's a necessary expense obviously yeah but you cannot really enjoy that expense you know it's, it's <laughs> no. not like it's not like new shoes for yourself or it's not like a new guitar where you're like, yeah, I'm having so much fun with this new piece of gear. It's like, yeah. well, new tires. Great. It drives it's still. A, it, <laughs> it's only just like a peace of mind. I'm like, hopefully, like, I'm pretty sure this thing won't blow up when I'm on the freeway. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, he's like, oh, it might be. I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that bad mojo in there, bad juju. And I'm <laughs> like, tell me good news. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So I'm, I'm like, okay. So I'm like looking up all the bad things that it could be. I'm like, oh, this could be like $900, $2,000, $4,000. I'm like, oh my God. And I took it in. It was the parking brake. One of the, <laughs> one of the, I think that one of the parking brakes in the front broke. <coughs> oh man. And he's like, oh, you know, it's 160 bucks. Oh, like, there you go. Dude. Yeah. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> Nice. So it's just funny that it's like, yeah, you could totally be like, oh, I, I sprained my ankle and you web MD. I'm like, yeah, no, you're dead. Yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, but you know that that's, that's kind of my, my my truck news. It's it's still going on. My goal is to kind of I would love to get that truck up to two hundred thousand. My old car at, was at like one eighty one eighty and change when yeah, I traded at, it in for four hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm at one forty six on mine. Okay, so. okay. For oh four, I mean we we're we're going good. Yeah, I, I, I try and treat that thing as good as I can, but it, you know still you know you can only polish a turd so much, you know. Yeah, and like for me, I was just getting tired of my car. Like it was, it was uncomfortable at that point. Like I just hated being in it, you know. And it was—I mean, it wasn't that old. It was a 2009, but yeah, it was closing in. It was 180, I think, 83,000 miles. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was up there, and it was just like, uh, it's, it's it was small and not really big enough for what we were doing these days. So you know, yeah. So I'm I'm not knocking on wood. I'm like, you know, be you know, give me give me another year or two. 
And I'm like, come on, give me another year or two, and then I'll save up and I'll get a new car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> At least get that down payment going on. But that, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's the, the that's the, the truck news. And, you know, uh, I did, uh, as far as guitar music goes, I did finally get like a demo video out. Like, uh, you know, I, for the YouTube, I'm trying to like stick to like, if I could do like a video a month. Yeah. That's my goal for now. Yeah, because li- you're some also people- a podcast. <laughs> and I also have like yeah. a fucking job. Yeah. And I also like to, you don't fucking chill. <laughs> <laughs> to live my goddamn life. <laughs> I'm a fucking chiller, dude. But I had the, the Ibanez Slam Punk. So mm-hmm. check it yeah, out on I watched that YouTube. Today. And uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm finally understanding like the things that I like about cameras, about like ISO and you mm-hmm. know, frame rate and da da da. I'm like, uh, like. Um, definitely, uh, owe a lot of it to like, I'm just bugging like Brian, our drummer and especially Eric Marrow, uh, mm-hmm. YouTuber. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's super nice. And I say it, he's, you could add, message him and he'll answer you. And I'm like, dude, I'm asking him the dumbest fucking questions. I, like, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've seen some of his <laughs> stuff. It's great. Uh, I, I did YouTube for a little while, like before the, not before the tone control, but like before our YouTube venture. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was a photography minor in college, so, like, awkward flex about that. But, you know, like, the camera stuff I'm always really interested in, so I know what you mean. Like, it's really fun to, like, to see that and, like, get Mm -hmm. the results. You're like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. Like, it's not, this is how they do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm learning shit about Final Cut. Yeah, dude. Quicker with my edits, like... To me, I'm like not that. It's a five minute fucking video. And oh, it but it takes you maybe. three days to make it, right? <laughs> like it's, I, I think the e- editing part. I haven't like documented how long it takes, to, like from start to finish, to make one time wise. Uh, but th- I mean, editing it, I got it done in under an hour. Nice, because yeah. I'm learning all these things. I'm like, oh my god, I know shortcuts. my parts. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, syncing audio to it, so I don't even have to do it because Final Cut, I paid two hundred goddamn dollars. It does it for me. Mm-hmm. I just got to push a fucking button. And then, like, you could do multi-cam setups, and mm-hmm. you just click which camera you want. I'm like, oh, my God. I was it's doing the awesome. hard way of cl- clicking and dragging and everything. Yeah. And- I, actually, I did a we, – we shot a video for one of the Delaney songs, our first single off that EP. Uh, we mm-hmm. did over the summer, and fully self-produced, engineered, shot, edited, all in-house. And I, I did the editing, and, and like, we sort of all co-produced it. But, like, yeah. it was a multi-cam GoPro inside a car shoot, and it's hilarious and stupid – but like you yeah. should see that final cut file. It's absurd. <laughs> it's like a bazillion cuts. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But I'm I'm learning my, my shortcuts to get the cuts in Final Cut. There and you go. uh it's uh it's it's cool. But I, I think I was just getting some like feedback, not like you know, like no no one like was like you know bringing torches out. But I it was a the slam punk video, so if you haven't seen it, I guess uh spoilers. I really didn't like the fucking pedal. Well here's the thing, folks. Brian's allowed to not like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, nobody was like getting upset, but it was just kind of like some people like messaged me. And it was like jarring. They'd be like, whoa, man, you kind of didn't give that thing. You have to understand. Well, it's also, a plastic pedal. I'm like, and you're like, I'm like, it's not always going to sound the way you want. It wasn't that bad. I'm like, I even said it in the video. I never said it sucked or it's right. Was I was going to say like, you were pretty gentle. You were just like, I don't really like this. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it back. And like, it's yeah. a perfectly harmless way to put it. You're not like, and if you buy this pedal, you're a horrible person. <laughs> no, and then I, I even said, like, it has a usable sound that I made work in the song. Because I like to yeah. demo pedals with a song and then do, like, a quick playthrough or whatever. The playthrough was, a you could hear, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't that great. And I'm like, in the song, I worked a lot to get it. Because there's the band, or the, the bass, the drums. 
I EQ'd the shit out of that thing to try and get it to like work mm-hmm. in it. And I, um, I was texting you about, I'm like, I used a thousand dollar orange amp. Right. I used like a $2,500 custom guitar. I used IRs. I used all this shit to make that pedal sound the best I could in the song. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Like, first of all, it's totally okay to not like stuff. And I think you review and YouTube culture right now, especially, especially with gear of probably not just guitar gear, but I know this is certainly true with camera gear as well. Like it's, it's all promoted these days. So Mm -hmm. honest reviews that are like, this is how it sounds. I don't really like how it sounds like that's a really valuable opinion because Ibanez isn't paying you. Right. You know, it's not like, or, or the pedal distributor isn't paying you or anything like that. Um, that's a different thing. Like there's been a lot of YouTube stuff lately or like people talk about the disclosures of whether something's promoted or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a bigger thing now. Yeah. I've noticed. And like our show, like I mentioned, we're sponsored by pedal genie, but they just send us pedals, which is a thing they do or do not do. And like that, that's all the service is. If you sign yeah. up for pedal genie, they send you pedals and that's a good, that's like a binary thing. It's great. They like I choose what they send us. You know, I I, I make a wish list and they just pick from that and send me something. Mm-hmm. If that pedal's a dud, it's not their fault. So like yeah, it, it's like kind of on the brand. You can you can give your honest opinion. Yeah. And so it wasn't like, like I didn't get a whole lot of flack. It was just some people messaged me like, hey man, you, you know, you just didn't give that a shot. I'm like, yeah. I did give it like legit made a song about it. <laughs> You're right. If you really hated it, you wouldn't have done it. Like, and also, I'm like, I didn't even shit on it. And I think it was like... No, a friend of, like you weren't shitting on it at all. <laughs> I think uh, a friend of both of our shows, uh, Sean Wright, he's a wise yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. wise man. He's a wise guy over there. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, gave me, he gave me the thing. I was like, it, be honest with your you know reviews and what you do for videos because like people will gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. But also, like, don't be stupid and just shit on something because yeah. like, you're doing like a fucking like comedy central roast or something. Well, like, I just had... Um... We, and I like give the, a reason why you don't like it. I'm like, eh, it's tough to work. It's sometimes it's sound. hard to pin down. Like I had the Maris Enzo last week. Yeah. Which is a synth pedal. And Maris makes some of the greatest gear. It's it's an amazing piece of kit. Mm-hmm. I like, And I had a lot of fun with the pedal. I don't want to own it. Like It's not for me. <laughs> but yeah. I made a hell of a fun demo and had a great weekend with it, you know? But like, I'm not... It doesn't make it a bad pedal. I'm just like, I don't need this. And, You're and like, I put that right back in the box and send it to Pedal Genie. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's, I like to think that's helpful for some people. Cause like that's, it's a $300 pedal that does a very specific thing. Yeah. And you know, it's not that you can't make it work, but it's like, you know, really evaluate if you want that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it could be also too, just like, like you said, like the YouTube culture with like camera gear with like, you know, it could be with like, you know, Linus tech tips on mm-hmm. computer shit or, what you know, guitar gear, especially they're not going to get that stuff unless they like say it's good. Yeah. Like, because uh, it, it, yeah. It, yeah, companies could be like, oh, I'm going to take a whim and, you know, on a whim, I'm just going to have like, you know, who Glenn Fricker shit all over me. I'm like, that might be good press. <laughs> so tired of that guy. And like even, even, <laughs> even so, yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched him in a while. I watched one of his things the other day and I was like. It's okay. S- you still yelling? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to watch him a lot, and I haven't because I just of uh, time wise. I mm-hmm. really liked Philip uh, Phil McKnight. Yep. And he said, I mean, this was years ago when I used to watch him. He like said, like sometimes I'll get stuff, and you know, I get a lot of stuff because of the size of the channel. And it's like if I don't like something, I'll let the company know, 
and send it back because like I don't want to make a negative video because one it's a waste of my time and I don't want to have negativity out there yeah. and it just doesn't look good and blah 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 he had all these reasons that made sense and he's like so you might you know that might be some people's opinions of like I don't want to put negative shit out there and not that I went for that I just I thought it would be a fun video and I you know obviously the well, it's, real it's kitsch- also like what what you do with that info because you're like you're saying that you don't like it and, and like you had to do a lot to make it work for you but it doesn't make it necessarily a bad pedal or it's not necessarily a reason someone shouldn't buy it yeah you know like like form your own opinion here's mine it's not yeah. like you're saying this pedal is objectively garbage no one should buy it <laughs> yeah and it's all my opinion like exactly I, I, I think i've talked about like my favorite best guitar in my world is my equids with my sonic you know mm-hmm. uh you know crystal palace and evertune and then a gun tree harness i'm like that in the on off switch i'm like this is the best fucking guitar ever i would never need anything else and people play i'm like oh this is uh this is fun <laughs> right like yeah because it's, <laughs> it's they're like where's the uh you know, have no neck pickup huh Oh, that's on-off switch. Why would you need that? I'm like, so I don't, you know, so I can turn it off in between songs. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Uh, oh, it's pretty light output pickup. I'm like, yeah, I like that. He's like, oh, you want anything higher output? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't have a whammy bar or anything? I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's, bullshit. I don't need, I, I don't need <laughs> A bunch of guitars like, don't have whammy bars. Go to But hell. it's like kind of like a thing of like, <laughs> you, could, you could break down anything, but if you preface it as... This is my favorite or my opinion. Yes, that, I, I 100% that's kind of that. I that's what I like because people are like what what what. I'm like I never said fact. I just, uh, the fact is this is my opinion. You're not saying it's the best guitar. Like you're I saying said, it's yeah. your best guitar or your favorite guitar. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Like my favorite guitar is my double humbucker uh, telly that I made. Yeah. And it's a weird one. Like there's not much out there that is like that. It's kind of like a, a Les Paul which got pushed into a telly mold. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, a Les Paul. That's like more hardier. Like the, the headstock is not going to snap off. <laughs> yeah. So it's close your eyes too fast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a stiff breeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's, I built this guitar to like, not like I didn't like make the wood or anything, but it's a parts caster that I, I organized and custom ordered everything for. So it's like a bunch of kind of weird pieces that I'll put together. It's got a telly, uh, barrel style bridge, but two humbuckers that are yeah. PAF style. It's double bound. It's got a 10 inch radius instead of a nine and a half or a 12. So it's kind of in between Fender and Les Paul stuff. It's got stainless steel frets and like by all accounts in a, in a thin C neck. So it's really a weird guitar, but it rips. It is absolutely the best thing in my house. <laughs> like it <Yeah>. is. So <laughs> it's my favorite thing. And it sounds great, plays great. Everybody's like, wow, look at that thing. And they pick it up and they're like, what, what is happening? Like, this isn't a Fender, is it? And then you also, <laughs> I mean, you also have like more expensive guitars, like the bigger name brand ones of like Gibson and like, you know, do you have like PRS and stuff like that? And I, then, have a, yeah, I have a, I have a proper Les Paul traditional yeah. from 2017. I got a great deal on it. So it didn't, it is a valuable guitar. It didn't cost me a ton of money, but yeah, uh, it, it was an amount of money but it wasn't like you know these $2,500 standards or whatever yeah um and i have a prs uh, but it's an overseas model it's yeah, under a thousand bucks but your go-to is the one that you parts catcher that you made yeah and like part of that might <laughs> be because i made it but like it, it's because it's custom to me like your equits is custom to you mm-hmm. and so as much as i would love to check out your equits it's still not gonna be 
the Derek model, you know, it's going to be yeah. the Brian model. So like th- that's just the thing. And like Matt has a telly that's kind of his custom deal and it's very different from mine. And like, I feel it's very awkward for me to play it sometimes when I, when I pick it up, but I don't know, man, like what you like, yeah. fuck the rest. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was just a thing. Not that like, it was like disparaging or whatever that I got, I didn't get any like crazy comments. It's just people like, wow, you a little, cause I think it was like, as I do the YouTube uh, videos, I kind of want to have more of the same personality that I do in the podcast on mm-hmm. there. If like, I'll be honest. And I think some of the first videos that I did, oh my God, I, you could go back and watch them. They're on there. It was like a year or so ago. I did the 1981 video. Mm-hmm. I looked like a robot. I was like dead eyed. Because I wasn't comfortable in front of a camera. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit better now. And, um, but I also don't want to go like too wild of like, you know, it's like, fuck, fuck, shit, 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 fuck, fucking bitch, right, 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 right. Like, which I'm like, I, that's how I talk. But also I don't like, I'm like, well, you want okay. it to be engaging content still. And like, yeah. And some people yeah. are like, man, this guy is really dumb. I'm like, you're correct, <laughs> but <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> this guy's a moron. He's like me. <laughs> but like, I, I had a B-tronics pedal, uh, before uh-huh. the one I have here and yeah. I had the fat B and I demoed it and I was just like. It's an overdrive. Like I don't have much else to say. Like it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Good, not great. It's not doing it for me, you know. Yeah. Like the world doesn't need more overdrives. Let's be honest. But like, <laughs> it's fine. And like I still gave it the whole deal. I did a big demo with it and stuff, and it was I, I was happy with what I wrote for it, and the mix sounded good and stuff. But I was like, I don't. I would not own this. I would not go buy it. I probably wouldn't recommend it. But that's not like I said. It's not Pedal Genie's fault. And Btronics isn't coming at me about it because like yeah. I, I could have, I could have bought it from my local guitar shop and done the same thing and said the same thing. Yeah. And then what are they, and you it, know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, <laughs> that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like using your own platform. And it's also a thing too. I guess with both of our platforms and podcasts, whatever the fuck, uh, like we can say whatever we want because I'm like, I'm not, I have a day job. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not like relying on companies to pay me to say stuff. I'm like, and this is just every story's different. But I'm like, I think some like if you, like if you, if Peter McKinnon shit on something, do you think companies would be like, oh boy, I want to work with him? Yeah, <laughs> but also like, I mean, with somebody like Peter McKinnon, like if he shit on something, I would listen. I mean, you, you know uh, yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it could go back to, it, like, I don't know, you scale it back. I to, mean, like, yeah, I when know. you have millions of followers, if you're like, look, guys. Don't buy this. Like for one, I think it would be kind of weird to make a point about it, but I would, I would certainly listen to what he had to say. If if it was interesting and done with tact, I guess there's, uh, this is non gear. I guess it's video game stuff. It's like I watched a uh, Wolf Den. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy out of uh, I think uh, Brooklyn. He's like he's got that kind of swagger about him. He's like really fun, but he loves like Nintendo shit. You know, nice. retro Nintendo shit, new Nintendo shit. He's a big Nintendo guy, video game, and he's like. He'll say if something's bullshit or whatever, he'll say it. He'll be like, this is why. I'm like, I tried to make it work, and it fucking took me, like, I had to take this thing apart for six hours, and on my Twitch, I wasted that much time, and blah, 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 blah. And he showed, like, little clips or whatever, and he'll, like, I'm not going to shit on it, but this is why I don't like it. He'll give a reason. But if you're just like, this fucking sucks because they didn't do a good job. (laughs) Uh, This thing sucks because I don't like it is not a reason. You don't like it because you don't like it. That's fine. But, But, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that that was my my whole thing. So I, I you know, at least I think with the tone control and tone jerks, uh, you know, you get some honesty over there. There's some alignment here. Yeah, um, it's it's the platform. It's like that fully self produced thing that we're just like, yeah, I keep can it say what I want. And like sometimes when you have a platform, there are certain things that are worth risking it for. 
yeah. like guitar pedals aren't that thing like honestly <laughs> even though our platform is about guitar pedals like whatever yeah oh, it's like yeah you 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 we shoot you straight over here yeah. but anyways uh yeah that was a long fuck i mean we're riffing as we we're go riffing. we'll go along going along here oh, so well, I, I, put, uh, I put the word out that we're i we're did too, yep. okay so i got a few things that so uh, i was like oh we're recording with derek yeah. what do you guys got, uh, so got, I, got a few a, I got a few from our community that i just want to cruise right on by that we don't have to touch on because i think they're, we got. they're pretty funny <laughs> andrew walsh a patron of both our shows <laughs> says i should just let you practice your stand-up routine oh you got it you got any jokes <laughs> i don't <laughs> um <laughs> ah man because i've been doing a couple uh open mic routines on the uh, past couple of podcasts. I, 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 I mean, should have just let the, you practice it on me for an hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got, cause, cause the band is done. So I've been working oh, you on gotta the get those gigs routine. somehow. Yeah. So I got to get some okay. st- open mic, open mic gigs. I don't have anything this week. I got to um, work on it. Eric from our, our channel wants to know your top 10 punk bands, pop punk bands in order. <laughs> in order. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess like, I mean, I think he's mostly kidding, but <laughs> in, in order, <laughs> I the I, I in order part's really hard. Yeah, I I don't know. I, he, he, somebody, I'll I'll put him. I'm just gonna throw him out of order. I don't know. You got Blink for sure. Some forty one, Newfound Glory, Amex PX, uh, Green Day, Sugar Cult. Did you ever listen to Sugar Cult? We used to cover Memory. When I we, fucking yeah. still love the shit out of them. I like. I found like their old DVD, uh, Back to the Disaster, on YouTube. I. I love it. I, I was watching it again last night. I'm like, what, what am I doing watching this? Like a band that's defunct <laughs> from 2005. I'm like, man, that's awesome. What a riff. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, starting line. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I? Yeah, three seven. more. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a band. Um, it was local. So sorry for Don San Diego people. I think you can find it on YouTube. Larger than life. Okay. They're very, uh, comp- you know, compared to like earlier Newfound Glory, and then you know Newfound Glory hit, and then they were like, "Oh, you're a ripoff." <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that thing, but better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Uh, there is a super niche, or it's very like I don't know, guilty pleasure, not niche. It's guilty pleasure. Uh, Good Charlotte. I love okay, the okay. Young and the Hopeless. <laughs> yeah, I remember when that came out. I learned a bunch Bal- of songs from that record. Baltimore, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know. Could you say that, like, Mill and Colin, are they pop punk? I don't know what that is, but sure. Mill and Colin? I guess they're like a epitaph band. Oh, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, let's throw that in there. So that, 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 I could say that. You could mix them in any, you know, you know, 10 card shuffle, and then they'll be, be a good order, yeah. Um, Except wh- for Good Charlie, you gotta put that more towards the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, who's your least favorite co host of the Tone Control? <laughs> <laughs> least favorite least favorite uh, co-host of my podcast <laughs> yeah it's probably 100 uh, kidding um it's got it's gotta be there, there were a lot of least favorite I, I, requests like least favorite gear podcast <laughs> le- le- least it's, it's gotta be justin although i was thinking of hitting justin up to do like a nerdy like recording episode yeah man do it I, i'm just saying him because he's not here let's <laughs> talk shit good save. you know he's <laughs> good save uh, somebody asked what uh, favorite analog delay pedal. I don't really collect delay pedals like that. I like, I, I don't know. I, I Carbon copy. Carbon copy is the one, that, the, the one that came to mind first, of course. 
I um, have it in three iterations. I've I never owned one, but I do like... Um, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I have a Strymon timeline. I don't need to own delay pedals. <laughs> Sell the Strymon to get the most thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> I, got, I know. I got three carbon copies. It's the best. It's the mini, the deluxe, and the regular. Do you have the bright one? I, I don't need it because I have that on the deluxe and the uh, Oh, mini. okay. There you go. Yeah, that it doesn't was, match uh, the same color. It's none of the same color scheme. That was mm-hmm. that was the rundown from the tone control community. That's what they wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah! So this was I on Instagram. I got one, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like almost like almost two hundred fifty people saw it, and one person <laughs> responded. I'm like, thanks guys. Uh, it was uh, from Hippie Picks mm-hmm. on uh, at Hippie Picks. How guitar picks influence your tone okay my tone yeah you i don't know it, it, tone could be like you know the literal sound out of it or how you play i think how you, you play pl- is certainly a, a a thing i don't know about tone. i mean all right that, that's yeah no i mean i know like uh certain type of picks i know it was a uh, nam one year i went to uh graph tech and they were like giving away or not giving away they kind of were like showing off their picks like the newest or like whatever the, i don't remember the name of it i have it it's cool but i don't even know the name of it mm-hmm. and they were like oh yeah you know i think they mentioned it on gear slum how it makes like a, a tone as like a, like a really loud noise as opposed to like a regular plastic like pick. the attack is loud like it's like, yeah. it's like boing hmm. you, it's like audible you can hear it interesting of, of how you know heavy it is how you know like I guess how thick it is, but also yeah. it's light. So not the weight of it, but the thickness of it. Hmm. And then it makes this like, almost like, you know, it's, it's like audible noise, like, boing. You hmm. know, it's like, and then they're like, Oh, that's good. And so it was like, um, gear slum were like shitting on him. Like, how does that fucking mean anything? It right. doesn't mean anything. And then I went to like the, the guy who was at the booth and it's like a very professional booth. And obviously looking like how I do. And I'm like, I have a podcast <laughs> called tone jerks. He's like, nice dude. And I'm like, can I help I you? <laughs> he's I'm like, I don't, can I can I have a pick? He's like, um, I don't know. I'm like, I'll talk about it. And I'm like, I own a you know GraphTech nut and saddles. <laughs> and I'm like, I already like the stuff. Can I have like, a pick? He's I like, I own one of your nuts. Can we? And he's like, strike oh, a I deal? got I, <laughs> I got the nut, <laughs> the the button nut, yep. and then <laughs> I got the fucking saddle. Come on! And he's like. Yeah, you can just have one. Give me the trifecta. And just, yeah, and and he gave it to me. I'm like, sick, thanks, dude. He's like, please leave. <laughs> I'm like, I already have it. God damn it, give me the fuck pick. I'm like, is it five fucking dollars? Come on, bro. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. I so <laughs> I play jazz threes, and like I I remember I must have been in high school. There was this Guitar World cover that said had a picture of the jazz three on it, and it said, "Can this pick make you play better?" And because I was like 15, I didn't know any better, but I read the article Mm -hmm. and I was like, I was pretty convinced it was bullshit, but convinced enough to try it. Cause like, why not? It's just a pick who cares? So I bought some jazz threes. They came in red and black and they were different materials. I don't know what they were, but the black one would like stain my fingers after a while. So like I had like this weird black spot on my thumb. So I don't like the black ones anymore, but, um, the red ones were the original. I again, don't know what they're made of really Mm -hmm. fell in love with the jazz three like a ton and i don't know if it's because it's just some like mumbo jumbo from that article i read or if whatever but i do genuinely like them yeah so now they make them in like a bunch of different materials 
Is it weird to play anything that's like because jazz are pretty small? They're small, right? yeah. They're they're really. Is it tiny. weird to play like like a tor- regular Tortex? It is. It feels size? like I'm playing with a frisbee. It's <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Uh, it's not like I can't do it or anything. It's just like mm-hmm. it feels floppy, and I feel like I can hear so much more pick noise. And I think oh, okay, that, that's yeah. what I really prefer about the Jazz Three, or, or yeah, the smaller picks in general is that. It's just, it feels like more guitar noise and less of that plastic, like, um, clicky sort of pick noise. And, and maybe it's just because I'm hyper aware of it because the yeah. shape is so different and it feels different. And then I'm like looking for differences. I think that's what the thickness of picks get. I, I yeah, get out sometimes. of it. It's like, it just is the guitar. The pick is out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So I like, I like the pick to kind of not be there for the most part. When right. I play like, uh, acoustic, I like really thin, like oh, 0. Yeah, really thin. Because so it gives it that like woodier quality. Like on yeah, acoustic. and it's it's almost like its own compressor. Kind as of. As hard as you fucking hit on it, it's not really going to get much louder because yeah. the pick just kind of like, we're just going to get out of the way now. Yeah, you just lose <laughs> a bunch of energy in the pick. Um, 100%, yeah. So like then, I um I play the, right now, like I don't really play the red ones much anymore because at some point Dunlop changed the tooling on mm-hmm. their like punch out for those picks and there was a little bump on the back end of like you know like the opposite of the pointy end and i could yeah. feel it and it would like scrape on my finger and it was really distracting and annoying and so i would either have to like sand all my picks off because there was this like registration mark or like something how yeah. they punched it out of the thing but then they started introducing the the altex ones and the tortex ones which don't yeah. have any tooling marks so i got those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ultex, that's my jam. Oh, the Ultex. Dude. The 1.14 sharps. So they're bigger than Jazz. Yeah, it's like a is it the Jazz XL? It's kind of like, no, it's called the the, the sharps. sharps. So they're okay. kind of like a think of like a Dunlop but not as pointy as the Dunlop or Tortex sharps. Mm-hmm. It, it it has its own unique shape. Those are my fucking favorite. 1.14s, those are the way to go. And I'm like uh I'm picky about picks. Yeah. <laughs> made that joke before we even started recording yeah, we're like oh save that <laughs> yeah oh my god this could be good for the show i totally haven't used that before um yeah a bass i like the gravity i like i've i've can't come back mm-hmm. <laughs> they fucked me over by changing the formula and then i shit on them and they reached out to me and gave me the uh, gold series uh razor 1.5s mm-hmm. there that's my bass pick I am going to buy those. I'll buy like five of them and that'll be my base picks for probably next two, three years. I like, I can't, it, if I don't play that on base, it's weird. Yeah. And I don't then play a ton alt- of base, but I would just grab uh, a jazz three probably. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can. And then the thing is, I know both of us, we can play with whatever pick. Oh yeah. I'll play with we're, a quarter. We're, like it's, we're going <laughs> to, we, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make it work, but it's also like if your preference, I'm like all text 1.14. That's the move for guitar. For me, like I, I will always enjoy an Altex because, at least, especially on the Jazz Threes, they're not printed; they are uh, embossed. So, like the lettering is all raised, which mm-hmm. gives it this extra grip, and I, I really like that. Something else to hold on to. If I my hands are sweaty, Tortex just falls out of my hand like every yeah. time. It just gets so slippery after a while, and I I think the model of Altex that I have is just printed mm-hmm. and smooth. And I I don't mind that because I'm like a fucking gecko, dude. <laughs> the, the Jazz Threes <laughs> I've played except Tortex. The Tortex ones are printed, but yeah. all the other Jazz Threes have raised lettering, and mm-hmm. I I think it's just like such a killer thing because like there's all these stories about like t- dime bag like taking a dart and scratching up picks and yeah. stuff so they were easier to hold on to. 
like it's a real thing and you know when you're fucking shredding you need to hold on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh no that was good see how long we could do it talking about pics yeah I <laughs> uh, went to our Facebook group. Let's see. Carson Ricketts. He says, maybe talk about the HX Stomper plugins. Uh, yeah, we, we, we unintentionally did. Yeah. HX Stomp <laughs> is great. Well, I mean, you know when it works. And let's see. Uh, Andrew Walsh. It's a double one. He said, name your least favorite tone control host. It was fucking Justin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the bricks, pal. <laughs> He's not going to know. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Carson Ricketts. Uh, he says, more seriously, what do you guys think of uh, contemporary pop punk versus uh, what you guys grew up listening to? Uh, I think you and I are probably about the same age, right? We're about, I'm 32. I'm 33, right? Yeah. Yes, so, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to be 33 in July, I think. Right. I know. <laughs> but yeah. we, we kind of grew up around the same age, same time. We yeah. kind of like the same band. So, like, retro emo night for us is like, this is current playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like I said, like Sugar Cult to me, I'm like, this is great, good current tunes. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, fucking... um, I wasn't like a pop punk guy that much, really. Like, it was in some rotation, but, um, I was more like alternative rock, mm-hmm. um, album rock kind of stuff when I was yeah. coming up. So, stuff like, uh, Jimmy Eat World, Audio Slave, um, yeah, Incubus was a huge influence for me at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Fountains of Wayne, like those kinds of bands. Everclear, yeah. Everclear, oh my God. Um, and that's not to say that other pop punk stuff wasn't in there, like Blink-182, obviously, like who didn't have Enema of the State, right? Or, yeah, even like the self-titled one for me, I was like, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, yeah, I was now, thinking like just the older stuff. Um, on the radio, they played American Hi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Like, and I was like, hell yeah this is awesome and i was like at work they're playing it and i was like you know i work with a you know just age range kind of there but a lot of them uh, that i i manage have to be younger like early 20s mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god what station is this this is awesome is I, classic some rock? Old, they're like some oldie <laughs> station i'm like oh, oh look no. here you little shithead oh <laughs> first of all how dare you <laughs> second of all fuck you yeah <laughs> I You're think fine. Though, like when the questions about like modern pop punk when we th- what was the, the reference like the wonder years did I see that oh yeah yeah story so far data remember stuff like that um are, are you like ever listening to like newer pop punk stuff yeah so like the wonder years is amazing like super important to me uh, I remember I really fell off of pop punk for a while and then somebody whose musical opinions I really respect posted like the greatest generation is like one of the greatest albums of our time I was like, yeah, that's a bold claim. Like, I'll go listen to it. And I was like, fuck, this guy's right. And I was like, this is all I can describe it as is like, like really heartfelt, uh, complicated punk pop punk. Cause there's like with bands like the wonder years, there's like way more going on under the surface than you might think. Three guitar players in that band. There's bound to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So it's a love them. I've seen them live once. It was great. I, yeah, I I think I no closer to heaven. Yeah. Somebody uh sent me that i love the shit out oh, of it so good i'll listen to that and then uh their, their newest one sister cities I, yes yeah. that one is so good yeah i haven't put that on in a long time maybe i'll listen to that tomorrow um, or maybe is maybe it's not even that new but i'm like i that's the, that's uh, the newest sister, one <laughs> that's 2018 there's been two since what? <laughs> raining in kyoto i love the shit out of that song yeah. oh my god 
But I mean, I, I definitely am not like going towards listening to the newer pop punk stuff. But I'm like, if it's suggested, I'll listen to it, and I usually like it. Oh, dude! So Actually, like, I think Carson yeah, suggested. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's the thing. Like, I've I fell for an Instagram ad ages ago, and now I'm a huge fan of Tiny Moving Parts. Hell yeah! Um, and I was I'm an Apple Music user, so somebody like came up in my like suggested listens from friends was this band called Hot Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them? I have not, no. Hot Mulligan. Hang on, let me find the name of that record. Um, I've listened to it like a hundred times this year. It's it's um, Hot I gotta Google it. Hang on. Hot Mulligan. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> the song is... Wait, the album... Wait. The song, the album, the, the band, the song, the album. It's called You'll Be Fine <laughs> is the name of the album. came out in 2020. Yeah. And okay, it's, so it's, it's, yeah, new. it's new. And like they've got one record before that, I think. Um and the hooks, holy shit, the hooks, they're so good. Uh, I love that record. And it's like, I'm probably their oldest fan. <laughs> I'm 33, <laughs> and I'm probably their oldest fan. And it's it's kind of math rock, like emo Midwest pop punk stuff, like uh, Tiny Moving Parts a little bit. But yeah. um, awesome. And it's hard to tell like what's newer or whatever anymore. I know Real Friends, I was listening to that, like, I was on like tour with younger, like I was like, I think I was like 25, 26. And then like people in the band were like 19 mm-hmm. and they were telling me about a band called Real Friends. I was like, oh, I was getting into that shit because they would just play it the whole fucking time or sing it. And I'm like, oh, I started listening to it. And then, but I think Carson actually like introduced me and told me about like what if I was going to jump into the, the story so far, it was uh, Under Soil and Dirt. And I that's a rotation of mine. I'm I not familiar with them. It's that's I, I that's actually the I think maybe one of the only ones I've listened to. It, it's not even new. It's 2011. Mm. But I listened to the shit out of that. That's the newer pop punk stuff. So think of stuff. It's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe the music is a little bit more complicated as far as more like the rhythms and stuff like yeah. that going. Because I, I think of like Green Day and Blink, where it's like or right. Like the strumming patterns are far more complicated now. And like yeah, and that that's the biggest thing of new pop punk. Right, and Hot Mulligan, which I think I would definitely categorize as pop punk to a degree. They're using alternate tunings and stuff too. Like they're in this math rock kind of genre as well. Um. It's, and, and then definitely and, like more experimenting and weirder and stuff. And like that's the thing say. like with Wonder Years, I think is more experimental pop punk. Like they still do the just like let's fucking go power chords, you know, uh, mm-hmm. traditional chord progression patterns and strumming patterns. But they also get like really creative and like really kind of spacier at times than you'd expect. Yeah, and even with like the uh, the with the story so far uh, one that I had mentioned, the tones are just straight up just like. This is a 5150 just cranked and yeah. it, it's gain and just like, you know, it's like you didn't hear that like in the, you know, it was like, you know, 5150 with like Tube Screamer, like, you know, really like staccato kind of thing, da, 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 like palm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, you know, if you thought of like Blink, yeah, he's using a Mesa, but it's like the chords and structure or like the strumming patterns and stuff like that are a little, I don't know, it's more simple. So maybe that was like back in my, back in my day, it was easier to get into. To be well, like, yeah, oh, I can, do, I, can pl- I can easily play that. Yeah, and it was like these patterns, like shape patterns on the neck, right, that you could kind of repeat in any key. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this song is a 1-4-5 pattern in D. Oh, this other song is a 1-4-5, but it's 20 BPM slower and it's in G. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's, it's largely the same. <laughs> yeah, and then you can, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, 
maybe get in like I don't know, maybe they're pushing the boundaries a little bit more than the pop punk that I listened to back in my day. As opposed to like, you know Well don't forget, don't like <laughs> pop punk from like that air quotes, older pop punk was pushing from punk rock. Like it was that was such a different thing as yeah. compared to like more traditional punk rock. And I think Which is like, like the modern pop punk thing is doing the same thing to like this sort of older generation of pop punk. So I think they're doing a better way of mixing ideas than back in like, not to say there's nothing, no fuck. I mean, fucking love sugar college. Like I said, uh, yeah, no, I know <laughs> still like, um, like they're maybe doing a better way or more accurate way, or they have more to, like of a well to pull from of like ideas. Mm hmm. And song structures or like to throw at it that they know will work because it has already been done. And also they can change it. Yeah. And it seems a little bit less like the Wild West right now. Like before it was like the distribution of music was not what it is today. Like, yeah, like the whole viral thing, the social thing was not going on. Like when Enema of the State came out, obviously Mm -hmm. 2001, three maybe. Uh, But like. You know what I mean? So now like there's such a proven and well cataloged track record of what works and what doesn't. So yeah. So many and bands then, can just be like, let's take our thing and apply this model to it. And it should and work. You can discover your own favorite thing that might be so small. Yeah. You know, I mean, Delaney could be somebody's favorite band from, you know, Idaho. Yeah, you never know. You, you, right. Because they could just get it on fucking Spotify. Yeah. Maybe you got it on a playlist. Maybe they found out about it. Maybe they listened to your podcast. Dude, so like, like, check out, get, it's from uh, Apple Music stuff, like I get an email every week with like Delaney stats, like mm-hmm. who, like where it was played and all this stuff. And yeah, um, it's pretty, you know, minimal. Let's be honest. It's like a handful of plays every week. But um, it tells me if our songs have been Shazammed. And like, oh, which is nice. crazy. And so like it gets Shazam like all over the place, which means it's like playing somewhere in public that yeah. someone was like, what is this? And bothered to check. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of, it's really interesting. Like we get a lot of activity in Atlanta actually, which is strange, but. Oh, you, you guys got to get a tour down in Hollywood. We, we got to, yeah, got to hit that, you know, the whole Southern. <laughs> yeah. Southern yeah. Oh, you, you go, uh, you know. Dirty South, where Kyle is now. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if Kyle's in the Southwest or Dirty South. <laughs> hmm. uh, Will Leahy likes to claim him. He's like, "Oh, he's Dirty South." I'm like, "I, I don't know." I, I have Texas, no idea. I think, yeah, is everything Texas? Yeah, it's kind of all of it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a giant fucking state. I'd call it Southwest. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, here's the last one that I had that was like a real question. People say, "Who's Kyle? Why Kyle? What Kyle?" <laughs> and th- okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Matthew. I'm going to butcher this one. Sorry. Matthew Fenselau. Oh, my gosh. No way. I think this guy sent me a friend request today. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Nice. Uh, he said, my favorite episode of the Tone Control was when the Tone Jerks were on as guests and Derek kept asking where the hell you guys got the money to spend on gear. <laughs> and you kept not answering him, which made me assume that you're running some kind of black market Crown Vic racing circuit. I so like, just maybe do that again. I like that idea. Uh, yeah. No. I think the real answer is not funny, but I'm going to see if I could turn it into a bit that I use. So I have like a a friend, uh, he has, uh, yeah, he's into gear and stuff like that. He's got a, you know, wife, he's got a kid, a new, you know, newborn, about, yeah, whatever, about a year or so. He's like, man, I just wish I could just spend all my money on gear and do stuff like that. Like, oh, if you're buying stuff or whatever, I'm kind of envious not to be like, oh, but I'm like, cause uh, you know, responsibilities and stuff like that. Like, oh man, how, you know, I wish I was like 
single and didn't have a family like you, so I could just like spend gear like that. And I'm like, like crying. I'm like, yeah, but thumbs you, up. Like, yeah, yeah, man, it's great. It is, it is. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's the joke. I'm like, yeah, man, I love being alone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend or a wife or children, so I'm able to kind of put my money to things that I like and, and maybe. Uh, unwisely invested in stuff like that. I don't know. It's it's a whole other thing, I guess. Like I, yeah. I keep my money, like whatever. Like I'm married, and we have money that we share, and we have money that we don't. So like mm-hmm. the money that we don't share, I can spend on whatever the hell I want. And a lot of the times, that's music stuff. So I don't know. Like I bought the Helix because I was like, uh, it's a really good price for a used one, and you mm-hmm. know. Just like a million other things kind of lined up really well and like a lot of times i i i view my gear as like assets that are that are basically money and if i like them and keep them then that's great and if i decide i don't want something well like i can just turn that into different gear yeah and, or you can like sell it because the thing yeah. is like there's gonna be a want for almost everything gear that, related. yeah that's what i mean like i can either if i don't want it and i don't want to replace it i can just sell it and boom i have cash for something else i'll go get a pizza but like, yeah, so many times it's like, well, I, now I'm thinking about changing the size of my pedal board and mm-hmm. like I could sell the, the Novo 24 that I have and just downsize yeah. and, like an 18 or something. Yeah. And like keep the money in the board and it wouldn't really cost me much out of pocket. Yeah. You can invest in like, oh, maybe I'll get, you know, more cables or get this or get another right. pedal or yeah. utility or something like that. Yeah. So like I, I or, often think about like, well, these two guitars are worth that one guitar. It's so like I can trade that way and trade plus cash or something like that sort of break yeah, it up or, that way or even just get rid of stuff i know i'm definitely in the mode of like getting rid of stuff i think i said last episode if it's you know if i'm not using it not going to use it and not bolted down get the fuck out of here i'm yeah. even like i have like an old uh you know digi design mbox yes you remember that yes i, do. <laughs> I have an i have an mbox 2 in box still that i was using all the time mm-hmm. and i have i haven't well back when i had pro tools 8 you know and uh uh, the Apple OS supported fucking Pro Tools thing, but I haven't used it since. And it's, I've always kept it as like a just in case backup. What if I'm like, I have not never, Dude, ever needed uh, it. I know. I, I like, did the backup thing for a while, like with guitars even. Like, why am I keeping backups for this fucking yeah. shit? So I l- listed it on like offer up some like for 40 bucks and some guy, oh, would you take 20? I'm like, yeah, I'll take 20 yeah, because sure. I'm like, I just go buy fucking like a you know a burger or fucking beer yeah. or whatever the fucking and because I'd rather have that and get the thing gone and the guy yeah, like get, getting it, so it out like, of your face is worth something too. And people are like, well, you paid two hundred dollars yeah. for it back in two thousand seven. I'm like, yeah, it's not two thousand seven anymore. That's what I want in my head. I think I'm like, I gotta keep it because I paid that much money. I'm like, no, yeah, I don't. It, I, it'll be. It's absolutely worthless to me now mm-hmm. it has potential to work if i do everything and jump through hoops to get it to work. i'm like i don't need it if i if my uh you know uh apollo twin mm-hmm. died on me i'd be fucking pissed yeah <laughs> for one but i would you know hopefully get it repaired but in the meantime if i really needed an interface i have my focus right claret yeah there you go I have it. I like. I have a. Ba- I already have a backup for my backup that I don't need. Yeah, and like I don't. I don't do nearly the kind of music production that you're doing at home. But like I have a Focusrite solo. And yeah, that's what I'm podcasting through right now. Yeah, I don't need to though, because guess what? Uh, I can podcast through the Helix too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I, yeah. We never talked about that, but yeah, you're you can do a mic into the Helix. What did yeah. you never fucking? Which was the act the big one, not the the big one. Not. Yeah, so it's uh, that was one of the 
things I convinced was relevant to myself when I was shopping for it was like, cause it's got XLR in, so I could put the mic in it. It's got mic pre's that you can do and you can add effects to your voice if you want and put it yeah. on foot switches. Who gives a shit? But like, it would allow me to do, this is big for like singer songwriter people. You yeah. can run like direct to PA, do your vocals and your guitar processing on one floorboard. That's pretty valuable. That, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you do all the, yeah, all the effects and everything yeah. that you would want just to like, this is what I want you to sound. This is what I want to sound like. Just make it loud. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. That's interesting question, but yeah, that's how I do it. I, I have, I, I don't know. I don't have, you know, like a family. So like if you're providing for a family, don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, or like you can just save up too. Like I'm saying, exactly, I'm gonna get 100%, on, yeah. I haven't talked about this on my own show yet, but like, I'm going to probably be getting a Novo guitar, uh, the guitar brand Novo. Oh, hell yeah. And, um, but the wait list is like a year. Um, yeah. so, but in about eight, 16 or so months, 18 months or so, I'll be done with grad school. So like I was thinking that's going to be a pretty righteous graduation gift to myself. So I've been you saving put like a, for a, I'm sure a down payment or something. Yeah. So you, it, to guess, get on right? the wait list, it's a $500 non-refundable thing. And yeah. then the rest is due when it chips. So fine. Have you ever played those? No, I haven't. Um, and actually there's a guy around here who has one, like a friend of a friend. He actually played in yeah. Delaney for a minute before I joined. Um, so once we're all vaccinated, like I'm going to go meet him and for sure, yeah. check it out. So um, they look the, like they look very, very, very cool. Yeah, but I've never actually played me neither. And I, I have one. a feeling I'm pretty open when it comes to guitar stuff. Like I like a lot of things. Um, I have, I'd be floored if I didn't like it. Um, yeah. And I, I really want to like it. So I'm pretty sure that I will, but I was going to get the Saris J the jazz master style one. Yeah. Custom order all out flame maple neck, Just you know, big block, get everything that you every, want, all every... the bells and whistles. Yeah. Cause like I want to make it count and I have been saving for a new guitar for years and like a lot. I was doing some freelance work for a long time and all that money went into like this rainy day fund. Yeah. And so it was and like, then I, I got wise to Novo at some point. It was like, Oh no, like this is it. <laughs> yeah. And there's something, so, so, you know, something to be said or some people can knock. I'm like, burn that much money on a guitar, but I'm like, it's yours if you make it right. And I say yeah, that as and an advocate like, for like yeah, equits or whatever. Right. Right. And something like an equits, like he's got his models that are his body shape designs, just like yeah. Novo does. And then you can buy one and kind of configure it to your thing, just like you could with Novo equits, sir, whatever. And like, yeah, guitar, like handmade guitars in the U S are expensive. And yeah. And so what, you know, it's, 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 it, yeah, I don't know. And this is a dumb reason for it, but it makes it like, my own thing yeah like, and like you, you ain't gonna be the guy at the bar play because i could play that and people are like what is that i don't know i've never heard of that anyway it's not a defender so fuck i don't care yeah, and it's like Look, that it, happens with my blue telly the, the one i made people see it and they're yeah. like tell me about that guitar because it's relict and it looks like is approximately like a 63 ish era of fender mm -hmm. like an early 60s style yeah um but then it doesn't have anything on the headstock and people are like what is that like, yeah it's just like can you just not <laughs> <laughs> well you know people might want to know I, there's I some people with... they go and they're like they ask what year is that and i say 2015 <laughs> <laughs> or my my yeah. garage that's yeah. where it came from or like uh yeah that's not a real fender is it like well no it's not a real fender but it's a real 
this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look here, you yeah. look here, shit, shit ass. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, no, okay. So I think that was kind of it for the questions that I had. And uh, yeah, that, I, we're running long here. We're but I like it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, obviously we could talk about this forever, which is why we both started podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking to you about it i'm like we just had a loose plan i'm like well, but the thing is i'm like we both do this like you know you've been doing it for eight years we know how to do mm-hmm. a podcast so thanks so much derek yeah man. for joining me thanks for having I had me pull, uh, pull in the favor and i even like last minute scheduling we made it work yeah and uh you, you, you're the man so thanks so much <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, I will, so I will uh, happily be your Kyle anytime. <laughs> let's uh, get uh, some plugs. Where can people find you? Where's the best place to find out Tone Control, Delaney stuff, YouTube, whatever? Give it to me. What do you got? Yeah, so the Tone Control, the podcast is, of course, now on YouTube, like we mentioned. It's also available in all podcatcher feeds. So if uh, it's iTunes, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Overcast, Anchor. We're, we're published on Anchor, so you can get it there, too. Um basically everywhere uh we also have a discord server which is open and free to everybody you can find i'll give brian a link so that'll be in the show notes yep yep (laughs) uh the discord is really cool if you're familiar with discord then you already know what i'm talking about but it's like slack or microsoft teams or anything like that it's a big chat room where people talk about guitars and music and gear and movies and video games and books and like all kinds of stuff and just a bunch of like-minded folks chilling out chit-chatting it's also where we record the podcast, where uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, you can get in there and do all that business. Uh, Patreon.com slash the tone control. <laughs> like one listener from this show who hears me for the first time is going to go sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> You're like, oh, will you shit? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, YouTube, the tone control podcast, where we're doing the live streams of the demos, as well as the podcast being featured there. Uh, what else? Delaney is on all the streamables. So Spotify, Apple music, Amazon music, I think it's D E L A N E Y Delaney. Um, I'm on the second EP, <laughs> not on the first EP. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then, yeah, we're all over Facebook, uh, Instagram are our, our places for the band. So not a ton of activity these days, but we're there, you know? So make sure to check out uh, Tone Control, you know, the, all, all the podcasts, uh, social medias, and all that shit like that. And if you like our show, you can follow us on uh, Facebook. You know, we have a Facebook group. Search Tone Jerk. You'll find it. I'll put a link in the description here. Join the group. Uh, we're also on Instagram, at Tone Jerks, posting cool shit on the reg. Uh, we're posting, you know, questions that nobody answers over there on the stores. <laughs> Yeah, you and then we also are we're on YouTube as well. Like I said, I got the videos coming out. Uh, a little pause on the video podcast until Kyle gets settled and we get the cameras and we I learn how to figure that out, which I'm going to be asking Derek and Justin how do they do it <laughs> and getting pointers <laughs> from them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be doing the video podcast again shortly. But um, in the meantime, check out the videos. I'm going to try and crank those out a little bit more. Maybe instead of once a month, maybe I mean I don't know if I put it out there. Maybe twice a month. Ooh, easy there, easy. Easy cowboy. <laughs> but we got the YouTube. And if you really like what you hear, you can help support the show on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. But if you double down for 2 bucks a month, you get an extra episode every week. Uh, you get the whole RSS feed to your favorite podcatcher, and you get the whole back catalog. There is over 170 bonus episodes. So it's not just, uh, it's a completely different extra show and content. 170 episodes of it. So, Dang. If you like tone control, 
if you like the tone jerks and the toe control, Derek's been on a couple of those <laughs> Patreon ones. I'm losing a little. I'm like, uh, I have to read the list this week. So I'm like, oh, I'll yeah, I was just plus. thinking that. Like, I hope you don't throw it to me to read your Patreon list because yeah, I don't get, have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little, little, little flustered while I'm looking at the fucking page here. But uh, <laughs> if you like, a, you know, you know, tone control and the tone jerks, you got to, you know, we got all this shit over on, uh, you know, patreon.com slash the tone jerks over here. Um, yeah, this is this is called ramping. I'm just like, oh, that, 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 that. okay, got my list over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> just for the support hey we got a big old thank you for all these people got a huge shout out sizable acknowledgement i got a list i'm gonna give it to you baby we got andrew walsh from andrew's alcove i got adam roar from the let him hear podcast abe newman uh he gave me a couple helix patches hx stomp ones that i'm gonna be probably doing a video on he's got some worship ones Ooh. praise and worship then see if I could do some uh, songs with that. I'm excited about that. Got Michael Newman. Uh, this is maybe too personal, but you know, congrats to Michael Newman. He knows why. Uh, Nicholas Payson. <laughs> Nicholas Ogburn. <laughs> I know. It's like a, a really ominous. I'm like, what the hell does he mean? I, I got to start doing this yeah. for our patrons. I got to be no, like. Man, Michael Newman. Michael Newman. You give, give him a huge shout out. Give me a double shout out for Michael Newman. Uh, I gotta, you got uh, to do is like you're saying congratulations. You got to be like, you can go to hell. You know what for. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations you know what why why oh yeah. uh, <laughs> uh nicholas payson nicholas ogburn we got oh the man doug king we got uh, doug uh, dougie christ over there at uh 37 effects he's on uh just surprise me he's on the fucking masters of cinematic Universe. He, he's he's doing it all folks we got joe from like my pedals we got will lay also from the just surprise me podcast we got rom yorn we got jamie davis we got old johnny two guns johnny ray uh let me that uh Pedal, sound punk, uh, slam punk. Got to get that back to him. <laughs> <laughs> all Jason Fuzzmonger. We got Steve Mike from Hardly Human. We got uh, Steve Rao from the 60 Cycle Home Podcast. We got Colin Smith. Kevin E. Quits. He's making those guitars that I love. We got uh, <laughs> Co Schneider from the Flippin' Flippers Podcast. We got Alvaro Vera Montes. We got Brian from Nutter Guitars. We got Mel Chipson from Chipson Guitars. I finally released his episode, the bonus episode. So hopefully you you listen to that. Got it in your uh, you know surfing your earwax over there. On that Sweet. One. And then we got uh, Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop. We got uh, Sean at Lollygagger Effects. Sean Wright over there. We all the know man himself. Love. We got Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. We got <laughs> these two. Got to get my jaw ready for this one. <laughs> we got uh, Mike Oxbig. And a huge erection. Hey, <laughs> hey classics. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> got a stretch for that one. <laughs> the heavy lifting. Anyways, we got uh, Zach Hale. We got Eric Camaro from uh, YouTube over there. You know, big shout out. ELM effects over there. And he's also got the uh, pedal demo podcast. Eric has got his, he's got his work uh, cut out for him over there. And then we got uh, Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop Podcast. We got Tim Noick from Bardic Audio Devices and Jonathan Jervizic from 12th Hour Devices. And then lastly, but not leastly, we got old Tyler Rines there from KC's Riff Room over on Instagram. Go check him out. Go check Derek out. We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.